Temptation. I want to look at a part of the Old Testament, a bit of the book of Isaiah. And this is written hundreds of years before Jesus. And these first words are very familiar to us. But remember, this is written before Jesus was born. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. That's straightforward. That's all okay. It's the next bit that you just need to perhaps retrain your thinking as to what you think. Bit of a word association. If I say in one word, what is it that you feel? And the government will be on his shoulders. Now, I guess we've got different feelings about government. And uh, I don't particularly want to explore that. Some of us will feel the government's making wrong choices. Some of us will feel extremely sorry for the government trying to make decisions in a very difficult situation. And lots of us will kind of pick up the sort of negative feel about that word. It's a very interesting word for the Old Testament to describe a child by. Why would it use this word, government? We know, or perhaps we don't, but the intention of government, the purpose of government, is to protect the people. To protect the people. Good governments make decisions and choices to protect the vulnerable and the weak and the whole of society. And Jesus is predicted to carry the government of the world, to protect and lead all of us. And then this passage goes on to describe Jesus in a way that will be familiar if you know the nine lessons or the Bible readings. It says he will be called the wonderful counselor. He will be called the wisest person, the person that can advise and guide the best. And then there's a bit that isn't so shocking for us here in a carol service, but at the time it was first said was more shocking than the idea of government. At the time it was first said, they would have considered it blasphemy. In fact, many cultures around the world would consider it blasphemy because this child is to be called Mighty God. And many religions have a concept that God can't take on all the dirt of humanity and all the problems that come with being human. That God is separate and distant and other. And here Isaiah is saying that there will be a child who you will acknowledge as God. And then he says something to add to this description. He kind of reinforces it. And the way he reinforces it is a little bit more disturbing for Christians. It's okay for everybody else, but a little bit more disturbing for Christians. He says, you'll be called mighty God, everlasting Father. And sometimes we have an idea of the Father and the Son being separate. And here, this child is the Father coming. Now that leaves all kinds of questions about the Trinity, which I'll leave for another occasion. But this child embodies the Father heart of God. And he is to be the Prince of Peace. Now we know, well perhaps you, if you know, you ever listen to me, that whenever the Bible repeats itself, we draw attention to it. So the verse that comes next repeats two things from this last verse that he wants us to really hold on to, wants to underline for us. 
of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom and establishing and upholding it with justice. Government, peace, embodied with justice. This little baby is going to reign, a reign that protects with peace and justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. A never-ending kingdom. And then finally, he says, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. What does the zeal mean? It means the enthusiasm and energy of God. God is enthusiastic about this concept of bringing peace and a good government to mankind. So, what kind of government is this and what kind of kingdom? We'll come back to that in a few moments, but I want to uh, invite us to sing our next carol together. See amid the winter snow, low within the manger lies, he who built the starry skies. And it's a beautifully poetic way of saying the same idea. This child is God. This child is the father nature of God embodied in humanity. The one who built the universe is within a manger. Verse 3-5 to five. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus.
righteous, holy child, by thy face so meek and mild, teach us to resemble thee in thy sweet humility. O Lord, help us to live like a child, to love life, to appreciate all the good things around us, to form friendships without prejudice, to love all peoples regardless of race, culture or religion, to trust and listen to those who have more wisdom than us, to not worry about tomorrow, to be humble before others and acknowledge our weaknesses. Help us this Christmas time to promise to trust in you and to seek to live a life of service, serving you and others all of our lives. Amen. Uh, one of the things, if you know the Narnia stories, and if you know the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe particularly, you'll remember that uh, one of the signs of Aslan coming was that, the, the, that Narnia was continually in winter. But when Aslan was on the move, there was a sense of spring coming, and there, some of the, the ice began to melt, and there was a sound of dripping, and the snowdrops were coming through. And Jesus, as he begins his ministry, having grown up, he says, go and proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near. And we're living in that time, which is not an ice age anymore, but it's still winter. But Jesus is on the move. And he has come to us as a child and grown as a man and died on a cross and risen again. And he has brought in the beginning of his kingdom. And the kingdom, if you like, the snowdrops, the melting snow, starts in the hearts when we invite him to lead us. And it builds from this time on into eternity. The kingdom of heaven has come near, he says. So what is this government of the child, this kingdom of heaven? I want to say two things about it. The first is that it is unending. And because it is unending, it is without separation. We have been through a difficult 
two years. Some have had particular loss. All of us will have known people who have died. And the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom where the values and the principles and the lifestyle of heaven is brought near to earth. And the lifestyle of heaven is that there's no death and there's no separation for those in Christ. And in order for there to be no death, there is no decay. Some of you are not worried about decaying, um, but others of us have discovered that things are beginning to drop off and not be replaced. And things that used to be shiny have become wrinkly. And things that we used to be able to do quickly and easily now hurt the next day. And I've, like many of us, come to see that old age isn't great, is it? And the good news is that heaven has no old age. Because we'll be given new bodies without decay. We'll be able to recognize each other and be reunited with those who have gone before us in Christ. And therefore, there is no sadness. There's a beautiful picture in the uh, New Testament where Jesus says he'll wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or sadness or grieving for the old order of things has passed away. And this child brings that government. He brings that reign. He brings that care and protection. And he begins it in our hearts, a seed that is planted because he's coming near and it will grow to fruition in eternity. And the second thing is it is a kingdom of peace. Therefore, a kingdom without fear. And we've felt afraid Perhaps this week, as we've seen the news, perhaps we're fearful in coming tonight. We know folks who are afraid. And often there's good reason to be afraid. But sometimes it paralyzes. And the kingdom of heaven, the, 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 the taste that is being offered to us is of no more fear. And no more shame, no more fear about others think of us, no more fear of what we've done wrong, no more low self-esteem, no more uh, self-reproach, a freedom to be content in who we are because we are forgiven and valued, and a freedom from oppression where man lives in harmony with man. And this is the government, this is the reign, this is the principle that the baby wants to bring through his spirit into our lives. The kingdom of heaven. In the bleak midwinter is our next carol. Our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign.
it's always been a very significant quote to me. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. In other words, all, whatever is going on in our life now that feels overwhelming, that feels that it's ruined everything, that loss, that conflict, that if only, that failing we have or we feel we have within ourselves. The kingdom of heaven is a place of healing and there is no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Sam and Joel are going to sing uh, a song that involves this quote. Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come broken hearted let rescue begin Come find your mercy Oh sinner, come near Earth has no sorrow That heaven can heal Earth has no sorrow That heaven can heal So lay down your burden Dance Lay down your shame All who are broken Lift up your face Oh wanderer, come home You're not too far So lay down your hurt Lay down your heart, come as you are. There's hope for the hopeless and all those who stray. Come sit at the table, come taste the grace. There's rest for the weary. Rest that endures Earth has no sorrow But heaven can cure So lay down your burden Dance Lay down your shame And all who are broken Come nurse your faith so wanderer, come home You're not too far So lay down your hurt And lay down your heart Come as you are There's joy for the Oh sinner, be still Earth has no sorrow That heaven can heal Earth has no sorrow That heaven can heal So lay down your burden Dance Lay down your shame 
find your heart come as you are so lay down your burdens lay down your up your face and don't want to come home you're not too far lay down your hurt lay down your heart come as you are come as you are No more let sins and sorrows grow. I love the words of this carol. Uh, and it has this idea of our world being broken, like infested with thorns. Nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Jesus has come that we might know the kingdom of heaven, his government within our lives. In him, new life is found. That's our story, that's our testimony, and we invite you to find that new life. He rules the world with truth and grace. You may have sung this carol for years and not particularly noticed them. It may be that you want to reaffirm these words as you sing together. Sounding joy. 